So I'd like to share with you a word from the book of John, chapter 10, beginning uh, verse uh, 9 and 10. It's only a two verses coming from the very lips of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says in this, uh, in this passage, uh, John chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, verses 9 and 10, it says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. May the Lord add blessing for the reading uh, of His Word. Dozens of times in the Bible that the people of God uh, compare to the sheep. And also, uh, we, we, we could see uh, many passages in the Bible that God compares Himself as a shepherd. A very notable one is, uh, comes from uh, Psalms chapter 23, where King David says, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And also in the book of uh, Isaiah, we could also read that we are all sheep that gone astray. There are many other passages in the New Testament. I love this verse. From the very lips of our Lord Jesus Christ, again, let me read it with you. Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The timid cup, the thief cometh not but for to, to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. While I am reading this passage, I think, why did God compare, uh, compare us to sheep? Uh, in my study, I see a several reasons why God compare us to sheep. Number one I see is that uh, sheep are one of the most dumb animals. Yes. Did you know that? that? That's the one of the most dumb animals. Dogs and cats, when they get lost, they can come, come home, come, come over home. But, but not the sheep. Have you ever said to yourself, why should I have, what, why should I done that? Have you ever said to yourself, oh, I'm sorry, I feel sorry for myself. Why should I do that? Have you ever felt it to yourself? Have you feel sorry for what you have done? I could see in the life of the sheep that if, we, if, if, if the sheep compares to us, there's a comparable reason why God compare us to sheep. Because we have done so many bad things in our life. Another thing that uh, I noticed that sheep has no defense mechanism. Some animals have uh, teeth, they have uh, crowds, they have fangs, even the birds, they have beak, they have wings that could protect them, but not the sheep. Sheep has no defense mechanism. 
That's why sheep is the favorite uh, dinner of all the other animals. Yeah. Because they don't have defense mechanism. And uh, that's why I think the Bible says that we, as the people of God, we must be vigilant and careful. Because the rolling rion is uh, just uh, anywhere who is always trying to attack us. And they also say that sheep are directionless. Like I said earlier, when they get lost, sheep uh, did not know how to go home, how to go back home. That's why in one of the parables of our Lord Jesus Christ, He said that uh, if I have 100 sheep and one is lost, I leave the 99 and search for the one that was lost. Because we, we do not really know how to come back. But praise God, Jesus found us. Jesus bring us here. I see another, uh, uh, there, there's a lot of uh, uh, reason why God is uh, comparing us to sheep. But I love to focus on, on these uh, two verses. I would like to uh, uh, title this message, uh, The Door. In these uh, passages, we could see that Jesus introduced himself as the shepherd. And we all are his sheep. Uh, we could see in these uh, verses that uh, Jesus is referring himself to be the door to be the door in the sheepfold. There's a sheepfold that uh, it is a stone that was been surround, circular stone that, been, that was been surround, and where the shepherd put all the sheep in that sheepfold. I think uh, we have a, a picture of a sheepfold. Yes, just like that. That sheepfold has only one entrance. And when all the sheep has been into the sheepfold, the shepherd lay his back on that entrance and the, the shepherd actually became the door for that uh, sheepfold. That's why when Jesus said, I am the door, he's repairing to himself into that sheepfold that uh, he, he was laying back his uh, body that anyone could enter. And uh, anyone could go out, but they need to pass into that door. Have you imagined yourself walking into the side of the street that there's a wall on your side? And on the other side of that wall, you heard some people who are seem so happy. They are rejoicing, they are laughing. And you are walking on the other side. And somehow you said to yourself, I want to go on the other side. But I think there's no way I could go there. It's a huge wall and I do not know how to go into the other side. And as you continue your walk, then suddenly you found a door. And when you found that door, that's the way that you could go into the other side. 
I would like to ask you what you would do. Are you going inside or are you just staying outside? Jesus said in these verses that I am the door. In verse 9, Jesus said, uh, could you please uh, move the slides? Jesus is saying that he is the door and no one gets into God's flock without getting through him. It simply stated that there is only one way to the Father and that is through our Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 14, verse 6. We could see uh, another, uh, some other verses in that uh, passages where we could see that Jesus is saying that He is the door. It means, good people of Somis Community Church, it, it means in a very bold language, Jesus is saying that He is the door, that it means this door is a person. This door is not an organization. This door is not a building. This door is not uh, something that uh, we could uh, uh, do or something that uh, we have been done. This door is a person. It simply stated that there's only way, one way that we could enter and go to the Father, and that is through our Lord Jesus Christ. We could see in these verses that Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only person that we can go through. If we want to become saved, we have to come only to Jesus. This door is a person. Another thing that we could see in these verses, in uh, uh, number two, we could see that Jesus, this door, has a uh, proposal. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. So what we could see in the very lips of our Lord Jesus Christ, he, he, he has a proposal to all of us. And I think this is a good proposal. What is the scope of, of it? Any man. It means it's either you are old or young, boys or girls, men and women, educated or uneducated, rich, poor, any man. Any man can enter. I think this is a very good, good deal. Can you allow the amen? Yes, because even if you are, you think the worst sinner, the worst man or woman in this world, yes, you still have a chance. Any man can enter in. And what's the scheme? If any man enter in. It does not say that you just have to to stay or watch or stand, oh, that's a good door. Wow. It does not tell that, 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 that uh, you, you just need to be amazed. Wow, it's a good door. No. It says that we must enter in. Many people says that, uh, oh, uh, I love uh, Jesus. 
I love the church. I love the Christian thing. But they do not want to go in. They do not want to enter. They just still on the other side and just watching and staring. You cannot get this proposal until you have to enter. Any man enter in. And what would happen if you do that? He shall be saved. We shall be saved. It is a very uh, notable word. The word saved, it, it means that uh, you have been recovered from a serious, serious illness or it means you won a, a uh, battle in the court or it seems that if you have storms in your life, you have overcome it. That's the meaning of that word. But in the spiritual sense, we could see that that word is a very important word to us. It means that after the life in this world, there is another life that's waiting for us. Not in this world, but in heaven to live with our Lord Jesus Christ. In John chapter 10, verse 28, And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Another promise of the Lord. That once we enter into that door, we get saved. And I love this verse that it says, No one, no one can snatch us from the hands of our Father. When we get saved, that's the promise that we can rest assured, hold on. And I think this is a very good deal, a very good proposal. Jesus has a proposal to all of us, to all of us. And I think what we need to do is just to accept it. We can be saved only to our relationship by having a relationship in our Lord Jesus Christ. Baptism won't work. Church membership won't work. Doing good, giving to giving your offering or your tithes or helping the poor, it won't work. The only way that we could be saved is to enter Jesus Christ. Put your faith in Him. And, we, and as we can see, it's a very good deal. It's a very good deal. That proposal, that proposal, we should never ignore that. And the, 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 the last uh, verse uh, or the last uh, point that I would like to share with you, this door has a promise. In John chapter 10, verse 10, could you please move the slide? This door is a promise. And shall go in and out and find pasture, and the thief come not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. A promise of pasture. In this pasture, we find rest, refreshment, rejoice, plenty. 1998, I was walking. On my way home, 
coming from the church. As, uh, as I'm as I walking on my way home, I see a kid sitting on the side of the street. I, I pass him by, but someone, some, somebody convicted me to, to turn around and sit beside that kid. I sit beside that kid, and uh, it's already dark, and when, when, I, when I stand beside him, that's the only time I recognize that, oh, this kid was in trouble. He has two earrings, but, but I know he's a, he's a boy, but he has two earrings. His, his hair was different colors. His eyes is so black. I, I don't know if, if that is an eyeliner or black eye or something like that. I, I don't know. He's, he's very thin and he's wearing a black dress with a printout, Metallica. Wow, this kid was in trouble. I started to, to talk about to talk to him and I, I, I told him that uh, I didn't recognize you. You're not from here. Is there any problem that I could be a help? He's not answering me. He's just staring at me and I did not even uh, heard a, even a single reply. He's just looking at me and uh, he's so very silent. And then I started to share with him the gospel. I shared to him what Jesus uh, can do in his life, in whatever problem that he may have, Jesus could help him. But I still don't receive any answer. So I just uh, told him that, uh, can I just pray for you? But at the back of my mind, I'm, I was thinking that uh, nothing will happen here. It's just a waste of time. Nothing will happen. And yet I still pray for him. I lead him into a prayer of uh, uh, acceptance. And uh, after that, uh, I tapped his shoulder and I, I, I told him that uh, Jesus loves you and he has a plan in your life. Ten years has passed by. I never seen that uh, kid again. I think uh, two, year 2008, I attended a seminar in the, somewhere in Singapore. I attended that seminar because I was burned out in the ministry. I just, I, it just, uh, I, I just feel that uh, everything that I have done, it seems nothing happened. I want to quit. I do not want to serve anymore. I do not want to pastor anymore. And uh, the reason why, 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 why I, was, I was going to that seminar, I want to feel re recharged or repressed. But all the topics that have been discussed in that seminar, it seems that is not, that's the reason why, why, why I'm there. It's, it, that's not encouraging me it is still a, some theological uh, 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 lessons. I told to myself, well, maybe it's really time for me to get out of the ministry. But you know, on the third day of the seminar, someone or somebody approached me. He told me, maybe you don't know me. 
that I cannot forget you. Ah, yeah, I told him, maybe. Because I'm a pastor, I met so, ma so, so many kind of people. Maybe, maybe we met, but I, I'm sorry, I can't remember when we met. What's your name? I'm Jubinar Santiago. Ten years ago, I was sitting on the side street when you sit beside me, talk to me, share to him the gospel. That night, I cannot even reply the single word with you because my whole body, I feel is shaking. I don't know what's happening to me, said Jubinar. I don't know. But that night, when you pray and ask me to repeat that prayer of acceptance, I accept Christ in my life. That night, I want to commit suicide. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I leave our house a few weeks ago, and I don't want to come back into our, to, to my, to our home again. But that night after you pray, I, I came back home. I asked forgiveness to my mother. And we have a teary eye of reconciliation. Tomorrow morning when I wake up, there's a new church in the front of our house. I go to the church and I grow into the church. Wow! This is the message that I need. Hey, wait! This is a pastor's conference. What are you doing here? Pastor Dax, I am now Pastor Jubinar Santiago. This door is a promise. I tell you, good people of Somis Community Church, there's a, there's a lot of promises that God is giving to us. There's a lot of promises. I grew up in the Philippines in a family of seven brothers. Try to imagine seven brothers in a small house. That's really chaos. At the age of eight, my mother, uh, my father passed away. My mother do all that she can to raise up. Even my mother have done everything. We still have so much need. Some of my brothers did not able to go to school. And I remember one of my brother, the eldest, we just found him one morning lying on the side of the street, died because of overdose in drugs. My second brother my second to the, the second to the eldest, we just found him dead, murdered by the policeman because 
he's a drug use drug pusher. He sell drugs. He was brutally shot by the police, policemen back in the Philippines. One of my brother, at the age of 17 years old, commit a crime of robbery with homicide. She was being arrested and sentenced by death during that time. And even the, the youngest, the youngest brother of mine also committed a crime by stabbing his enemy in a street fight. I'm second to the youngest. I'm the only one who did, who did not go to jail. All of my six brothers were going into the jail. But I'm not good. I'm not that good person. Maybe I'm just good in hiding. But I'm not good. I remember my mother. She always cried. Day and night she cried. She always tell to us that, don't you see our situation? Please, have a changed life. Stop doing those stupid things. Please. Even our neighbors and relatives also tells us, me and my brother, don't you have pity on your mother? You are poor, poorest of the poor, poor of the poorest. And still, look at your life. Stop doing those bad things. Until I remember that we hit the rock bottom. We just don't know what to do. Until that day, we found that door. We found Jesus Christ in our life. We found that door. And we, when we found that door, we enter in into a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the time God changed our situation. We accept His proposal and we claim His promises. My brother who had been convicted to death sentences found that he was only minor when he committed that crime. He was only 17 years old when he committed that crime. And when the, chen, when, when, when the judge found out that he was only 17, that sentence was changed into a life imprisonment. Inside the prison, my brother also accepted Jesus in his life. After 10 years, he was being paroled. He get out of the prison, back to his study, finish his bachelor's, finish his master's. Now, 
He's also a pastor in the Philippines. My brother, my youngest, the youngest brother of mine also came out of the prison, back to his study, finished his study. He has now a good family, and he is now one of the active members in, in our church. And all of my brothers and their family, we are all now serving the Lord. Before my mother passed away last April of 2018, before she closed her eyes, she could see us. Three of us became a pastor. Her grandkids, four of them, was now in a seminary. And all of us, his sons, his grandkids, we are all became Christian, serving the Lord. This door really is a promise. And I want to tell you, we can hold on that promises. We can hold on on that. My challenge for you this morning, what is your problem? Are you in need? Have you ever feel to yourself that you are sick and tired, discouraged? Have you ever entered into this door? If you really entered into this door, a promise of pasture that we could find rest, refreshment, rejoicing, plenty, and many, many more. In this book, we can find 10,000 of his promises. And it, it is all written. Please stop the person beside you. It's for you. It's for you, my brothers and sisters. I want to make three challenges before I end this morning. Number one, if you are not yet accepting Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior, if you have not found this door yet, or maybe you are just standing outside that door, I want to challenge you, don't leave this place without accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You need Him. You need Christ. You need Jesus. My second challenge for you. If you are serving in this church, don't get tired of serving. Continue to share the word of God. Continue to win people for Christ. I believe there's a lot of juvenile Santiago in this Somis area. 
that they still don't know yet that God is calling them. And maybe God is waiting for us to use us to commit to Him to win this world for Christ. And my third challenge for you, in whatever situation that you are, whatever problems, whatever need, maybe you are sick, don't get discouraged. This door is a promise. This door has a lot to offer to us. If God changed my life and my family, He can do it to you also. I see a lot of people in different country area where God's help was has been incredibly seen in the life of those people. I believe. It can only it can also be done in this church, in your life. Even if the people will tell you that there's no chance. Even if the doctor will tell you, I'm sorry, it's hopeless. God is telling you right now, no, it is not. Even if the people turn you down, God will always lift you up. This door is a promise. Can we all bow down our head? Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your words, but most especially for your promises. Lord, it is my prayer this morning that upon this church, so God, continue to use this church as a salt and light in this area. That through this church, many people will know you, Lord. And I pray that all the good people of Somis Community Church continue to put in our hearts a compassion to this world. Compassion to the people who have not known you yet. And also, Lord, put in our hearts a passion to serve you. It is also my prayer, Lord, for all my brothers and sisters in this place, especially to those people who have problems who are in need. Maybe there's a problem in a family, in a relationship, in their loved ones. Lord, show your face upon them, O God. 
make your way in their life. Help them, God. To those who are filled with, strengthen them, Lord. To those who are in need, bless them. And I pray, Father God, that upon this church, you would continue to shower your blessing in every dimension of our life. Thank you so much, Father God, for your word this morning. May this be an encouragement to all of us that we may continue to serve you in our journey until we see you face to face. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for your words. Thank you for your promises. This is we pray in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.